0: Hi, everybody. So this is really exciting. Uh, We are here to talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And uh, it'll be really interesting. Uh, My friend Trevor at How to Love Comics joined me uh, for Doctor Strange, and and we were able to talk about both the comics and the movie. And so he's back here again uh, from Australia. And you want to introduce yourself? Say hi.
1: Hi, guys. Hey, you (laughs) going?
0: Can you explain your website a little bit and what you
1: do? So, yeah, I'm uh, from Comics, so it's all about helping people who want to get into comics or want to know much about comics get into them. And sort of, because uh, it can be a bit confusing sometimes. Like, what's the difference between a Batman and a Batwoman and a Batgirl? You know, <laughs> sort of figure all that kind of stuff out and what to read and where do you find comics? All those kind of things. I try and explain them. And, make it as easy as possible for people to get into them because they're pretty awesome
0: yeah no they are and and you you, we became friends when you helped me uh when i was trying to kind of dive in because it is very intimidating and uh there's a lot of because i like bought a a whole like packet but it turned out it was from like the wrong era and it wasn't as good example and i don't know so you kind of have to be you have some direction yeah (laughs) these things (laughs) So yeah, not
1: everything's just like movies, not everything is good. And,
0: yep. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'll have all that information in the description section. And if you guys want to check out his Twitter and uh, website, you should definitely do that. And so we're gonna talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We're gonna start talking about the comics first, and then we'll talk a little bit about this the first movie and the second and then the second movie in more detail. So uh, what was your familiarity with these comics when they announced, announced the movie? Were you familiar with them or were they kind of new to you or where were they at for you?
1: Uh, even, like when they first announced the the, the very first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, it was one of those things where not many people actually really knew about them, even comic book readers. Mm-hmm. They were sort of this obscure uh, little franchise that uh, didn't really get used much. They had used them probably – uh, maybe five years beforehand for something that ran for about 25 issues and it was one of those things that it was up in the corner where it didn't involve the X-Men and Fantastic Four or the Avengers, so people didn't really know it existed, um, especially in sort of the modern equivalent. Mm-hmm. But but then when they sort of announced um, the movie, they, they, they made a pretty concerned effort to get comic book readers jumping on the comics as well. In terms of they got a pretty big name writer, big name artist to launch a new series, and that was quite popular. And I jumped in on that, and uh, it was pretty good in terms of uh, learning who's who and um, yeah, who's who and sort of the different concepts while still familiar with uh, what's happening at Marvel at the same time. So it was a good jumping on point, yeah.
0: Yeah, they uh, they were only around, I guess, for two years originally. When I read, 2008, 2010. So they're pretty new, too. For yeah, a, well,
1: the, the name has been around for a while. Where in the 60s, they had something called the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it looks absolutely nothing like it does okay. now. It's yeah, so all these weird characters, um, one running around for a captain, but it's set in the year 3000, and it's sort of One's running around with a Captain America shield, and yeah, no one really paid much attention to it. Their longest, they and they, they popped up even in the 70s like and 80s. The so you, uh, there was a pop. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, and there was a popular run in the 90s, but um, yeah, it seems to be only like die-hard fans really know about it, really.
0: Okay. do so, did they ever interact with any of the other franchises like your Avengers or your X-Men or anything like that?
1: Uh, a little bit, but, you know, it'd be a sprinkle of one issue here and there. So maybe every couple of years they might pull them out of the drawer and decide that uh, they want to use them again or if there's some kind of weird time travel story.
0: Okay. Uh, would you say that they're somewhat similar to, say, The Big Hero 6? Kind of obscurity and and how well they were known and stuff like that, or
1: yeah, I would say like Big Hero 6, where that wasn't probably I reckon Big Hero 6 is probably a bit more obscure because they didn't really use that much at all. Okay, um, but yeah, I'd say very much off in the corner, not many people really liked it that much, or the people who did it, it was very much a cult following kind of deal. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I thought that it was interesting reading them. I didn't like them as much as Doctor Strange, personally, fair enough. as far as the the reading the, the comics. and I, I don't know. I just thought that Doctor Strange was more funny. I just related more to that character. And I don't know, maybe just because I had like preset expectations of what they were going to be like. So whereas Doctor oh, yeah. Strange, I didn't because I, I knew nothing about the character and I hadn't seen a movie. Whereas this because I had seen a movie. And uh, it, I don't know, like, I I just didn't find it quite as sort of charming and funny as I thought it was going to be in the comics, but I still liked them. I mean, they were fine, Uh, but I was surprised how mature they were. Like, I was expecting, and and to be honest, we're going to talk about it later, but this second movie I actually thought was was kind of pushing the limits to me for, for, for Marvel. I thought it was pretty raunchy. And so I I guess it's somewhat accurate to the comics. (laughs) Because I I don't know. To me, it seems pretty mature, the content.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, there's a a bit of violence in there. you got Rock Raccoon sort of doing these made-up swear words.
0: Some sensuality, too, in there. Yeah, a little bit
1: of that, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so... I don't know, it's interesting. What do you think of these comics? Do they like them, not like them?
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm enjoying, I did, recently did an article on sort of the six, um, going to the galaxy comics, uh, story, comic stories you should read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a bit of, uh, a fair bit of reading recently and yeah, no, they're quite enjoyable and it's sort of interesting to see, um, because there's not actually a whole lot of them, it's, it's, it's good to sort of see where you can, find other corners of that franchise where it might be just the introduction of one of the characters back in ages away and then they grabbed them and then put them in the team. For instance, the the very first appearance of Drax was actually a um, in an Iron Man comic back in the 70s, which also happened to be the first appearance of Thanos as well. Okay. So, So it's sort of like the... Yeah, like little gems, finding little gems sometimes. Because a lot of these characters came from, they grabbed them from unused franchise, unused ideas and then popped them together and created a team.
0: Do they have kind of set villains like you have in uh, some of the other properties? Like that are Gardens of the Galaxy villains? Like you have Spider-Man villains or you
1: have... Not really. They've sort of been more, they've grabbed, um, what my Mar- like previous things sort of spacey villains that Marvel has mostly, for instance, okay. like e- 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 Thanos or particular species of aliens and things like that. Mm-hmm. They do have some sort of ones that they've used like one off, but there's no real recurring okay. villains as such.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that is basically all the questions I had about the comics. I because it, it it wasn't quite as much also about like, it was a little bit more interesting, I think to read Dr. Strange too, just from like a sociological level to like think about oh, yeah. what they were doing with race and what they were doing with, you know, and this just, I don't know, didn't have quite, quite as much. It was just sort of fun, silly reading. Uh, so yeah, I'd say
1: um, there is a, before the, the Brian Bendis, so, uh, comic stars. So this is the the series they started around the same time they announced the move the first movie. Um there is one that sort of goes um into the um sort of the the origins you could say of uh Peter Quill like Star Wars where it's uh, about his father and his mother meeting and it's sort of got like you got this emotional connection to
0: I read that the one character.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And not I thought it sort of grabbed your heartstrings a, a fair bit in terms of the whole idea, you know, with the mother and protecting the child and, and having also the father leaving and, um, and sort of him being motivated to go into outer space pretty much.
0: Right. Yeah, it's kind of similar almost to, like, Captain Kirk a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Especially in these most recent. Uh, Star Star Trek movies.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so what did you think of the first movie? Were you a fan of it? Uh, where would it rank for you on the uh, sort of the other Marvel movies? What What did you think of it?
1: I really enjoyed it. It was um, a lot of fun. A lot of it was one of those things where you, I didn't have. I had. I went with pretty low expectations, which mm-hmm. I often I do both with all movies. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like there's a lot of, um, hype around them. They, they, they reveal a lot of stuff in the trailers and there's always like, you know, three trailers and then they do the TV spots where they reveal a bit more and then 50 posters and it just gets a bit much. And so sometimes I feel like if I go in watching it and seeing absolutely everything, I feel like I've seen half the movie yeah. and I might be disappointed. So I went in pretty, um, pretty low expectations in terms of and I came, and, and I came out of the cinema feeling like I really enjoyed the movie. There's a lot of humor, there was, uh, you know, bit of action, good character moments, obviously Rocket Raccoon and Groot, a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, do you have a favorite Marvel movie that you'd say is, is, is the one that you like the most? Mm-hmm.
1: It's like picking your children, you can't really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good answer. Ranking is so hard. But, um, I, I really enjoyed The Guardians of the Galaxy very much. It was such a good year for superhero movies that year, because you had Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and, uh, Big Hero 6, and you had, um, uh, oh, X-Men Days of Future Pass. So it was just like, oh, yeah, it's just... great yeah. <laughs> And so, I really liked thing. I guess the thing I bonded to Guardians of the Galaxy with was it felt like Star Wars for me. It felt like a space opera, oh, yeah. you know. Like I kind of felt like Groot was sort of Chewbacca, and then you had you kind of have two on Solos, but oh well, you know, in Rocket <laughs> and, in, and in Peter. Uh, but and then you've got Gamora was kind of your your Princess Leia, and we didn't have that was you know a year before Force Awakens came out. So for me. I almost liked it more in that regard, as opposed to a comic book movie. And I just thought it was so fun, so entertaining. I loved seeing all these characters together. I loved the soundtrack. I was listening to it all summer. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed it from beginning to end. And it's probably my second or third favorite Marvel movie. My favorite. Okay. My favorite is the Avengers. It'll always be the Avengers. I think just because that was the one that kind of brought me back into the fold of superhero movies because I, (laughs) I saw green lantern and after having seen like just all these horrible movies, I was like, I'm done. No more superhero <laughs> movies. I'm done. These are stupid. And and then my friends were like, you have to watch. You have to watch Avengers. It's so good. And I watched it without having seen any of the previous films except for Iron Man, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was so good. And then, then I watched the whole series and loved it even more once I understood. And... <laughs> So anyway, I I just that one's my favorite, but I would say *Guardians of the Galaxy* is probably my third favorite.
1: Oh, awesome! Yeah, I feel like it's because it has such a unique voice. Yeah. Like we we a lot of superhero films that do follow almost a set formula in a way. Yeah. This one, while it, it while it might be you can see elements of that formula, it, it does have its own unique voice with with the soundtrack and the way that the characters are done.
0: Yeah, the colors, just the adventure of it all. It was a space opera. Yeah, yeah. All definitely. these characters going and and uh, getting to know each other and forming a group, and so I really enjoyed it. And so I was I was pretty excited for this new movie to come, and uh, but I was trying to moderate my expectations, trying to not because last year I personally was disappointed in almost all. The blockbusters. <laughs> it was just like a sour yeah, or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weed that I'll ask you. Yeah. I
0: it's not that they were horrible. Like, there were a lot that I was like, yeah, know, it's okay. It's fine. But, uh, but nothing like really excited me except for I, I honestly really liked Doctor Strange. I really liked Star Trek Beyond. And I really liked, uh, <laughs> and I really liked Civil War. Those three. Yeah. The rest were all either ones I really didn't like, like I really didn't like X-Men Apocalypse and I really didn't like, um, Suicide Squad, but the rest, I was just kind of like, mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I ended up watching, um, Suicide Squad on an airplane that's, uh, oh, dear. just interested <laughs> I was in it, uh, it's probably best I didn't spend one right? like.
0: <laughs> yeah, good plan. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I was trying try, I'm trying this year to not do that so that I just I don't know, I don't have those expectations, but I was still pretty excited. And I went to a, a, a double uh night screening. So I saw the first movie first, and then I went oh, right yeah, to the
1: second movie. Oh nice.
0: Yeah. And so I, I love the first still love the first movie. It still holds up for me. I still think it's really great. And it's fine. <laughs> I liked it. Okay, I didn't love it. I really didn't. What did you think of the second movie?
1: I enjoyed it, but I can understand. Yeah, it was sort of. I I saw it a week and a half ago. Now, yeah. Um, in Australia, we got it pretty early. On uh, yeah. we had a public holiday last Tuesday, so I saw it on the Monday night before. Then, so that was a, I guess, the preview night you caught. Yeah. Um. So I've had some time to sort of sink in and. It's so a lot that I did like, and then there's some that it just just didn't hit the spot, I guess. It's not by my own. I mean, they didn't do anything terribly. It just um, there could be some stuff they could have um, done maybe slightly better. Yeah. Or you know. It
0: so yeah, so we'll we'll talk more kind of about all of that. But yeah, there were some things I actually thought I don't know terrible. That's probably too strong of a word. Well, there were some things I genuinely disliked that they did, and then there were things that i really liked and it was just but i don't know like i just i feel kind of i'm still sort of percolating and i am gonna wait to kind of give my review because i can't decide if because i have a you're either smile worthy or you're frown worthy and i can't quite decide <laughs>
1: whether... <laughs> it's it straight in line now <laughs> yeah
0: exactly so anyway but i have a little summary that i i wrote uh for this and so i wanted to just read it And then we can kind of talk about it, talk about the movie. Yeah, sure. So bear with me. It's like four paragraphs, but I couldn't, there's a lot going on in this film. So But anyway, so Guardians of the Galaxy volume two starts out with the team defending prized batteries for the sovereign race led by Aisha. They are successful and free Nebula as a reward. Rocket steals some batteries, which angers Aisha, and they are chased. Eventually, they're saved by a man named Ego, who is Peter Quill's father. The group splits up, with Gamora, Drax, and Peter going with Ego, and Rocket and Groot guarding Nebula. Meanwhile, Yondu has been exiled from the Ravagers group and is hired by Aisha to capture the Guardians. They capture Rocket, Groot, and Nebula. Yandu's crew thinks he has gotten soft and lead a mutiny led by Taserface. Nebula leaves to kill Gamora, who she hates for the torture Thanos gave her as a child. Groot, Yandu, and Craglin, Craglin and Rocket destroy the ship and crew and escape. Ego tells Peter he is a celestial and, and an entire planet, wishing to expand to more planets. He met Peter's mother and then paid Yondu to collect him after his death, which he never did. He teaches Peter about his powers, and Nebula tries to kill Gamora but fails. And then they seek caves full of dead skull, full of skulls, realizing Ego is really a villain. Ego has planted seeds all over the galaxy to try and overtake more planets, but he can't do it without Peter's help. All of his other progeny have failed him. He hypnotizes Peter, and their power starts to enlarge the seeds, killing many. However, Peter is awakened when Ego admits to killing his mother. Ego's empath, Mattis, becomes friends with Drax and eventually warns him of Ego's plans. About then, the team reunites, but just just, just as Aisha and her crew arrive, they fight. Groot sets off the bomb in Ego's brain, killing him, destroying the planet. Yandu rescues Peter and tells him that he saved him from Ego because he loved him, as if Peter was, as if he was Peter's father. Nebula and Gamora make an uneasy reconciliation, and they have Ego's funeral. I'm sorry, they have Yandu's funeral, attended by his old foe Starhawk. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a better movie when I read it that way than. oh that sounds fun uh, but okay so i guess we'll just get started at the very beginning so we have this setup with this opening scene where you see them uh guarding the or fighting this monster and yeah. this setup with aisha and the sovereigns did that did you like that opening sequence did that draw you in did you did you enjoy that
1: I liked it because it was different. Um, some movies you'd start with some big action thing, like, you know, often like the, um, the James Bond movies, for instance, do a where they have some, you know, you join James Bond and he's on some mission already and you get some big action piece to get you started. This sort of subverts it a bit by <laughs> focusing it on, like, it, it almost going on in the background as such and you're actually just focusing on your group the whole time and you're dancing around to ELO, which I thought was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. I reckon, yeah, it worked well for me because it subverted, expect um, expectations, not expectations, but sort of the cliche as such. Yeah, I mean, There's, I think- And oh, yeah, you can still, sorry, and you can still pick up in the background what's going on, but you, even at the major focus is group being silly pretty much.
0: Well, it definitely gives you a feel too of the, what's going to be happening in the rest of the movie. Like the fact that he's setting up a speaker there and there's all this debate about, Oh no, that's a good thing to do. No, it's a bad thing to do. You know, kind of, it gives you an idea of kind of what we're going to be uh, facing coming up. You know, and, and yeah, baby Groot, baby Groot I thought was a total win in this. I thought he was so cute. So hilarious. Just great.
1: Oh, definitely! Yeah, he was—he he, stole the show mostly. Yeah, he's one Especially, of those
0: characters. It's kind of like Baymax, Big Hero Six. You know, it's just like you just want to like hug him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and he and he so well for merchandising too. It, yeah. It definitely, it, it was a good choice. It was, it was good, the license is pretty money. He's keeping the baby for a, one movie.
0: I know. I kind of, I, I kind of, when I saw that uh, extra credit. And the scene, I was like, oh, I wish she could just stay baby Groot forever. We don't need teenager Groot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although that was a good joke, I thought.
0: It was. It was funny. What did you think of Aisha and the Sovereigns? Did you like them at all?
1: Well, I guess they're meant to be unlikable. They're sort of meant to be some kind of unlikable utopian kind of thing. I'm more so, so excited about the reveal at the end, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. That was- i reckon um that'll be quite exciting for me well, at least in my, for me it's quite exciting
0: <laughs> okay yeah i thought they were kind of bland i didn't really enjoy them that i didn't feel like they were that necessary i mean it would have been fine in this initial setup but i felt like we could have just we didn't need we already had kind of two layers there's sort of three layers of villains in this movie there's mm. you know we find out ego and then we have uh the ravages which are basically kind of villainous um and, and then we have, uh, Aisha and the Sovereigns. I don't know. I just feel like it was maybe one layer too many.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess they, they're probably going to be, make a, a bigger deal in the third one, either, oh. which I'm assuming they're definitely going to make because it's going to make, the, the second one's going to make enough money to do. So, oh, yeah. uh, yeah.
0: There's definitely going to be a third one. James Gunn's already, already confirmed it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe they'll do something more with it, but I don't know. They shouldn't do a whole lot for me. But, and, and I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, Marvel has such lame villains. I really don't care. But when they, I don't care that they are a formulaic villain. That's what I don't care about. But when they, when they don't really do anything, when they're just kind of boring, then I have, then I kind of have a, a problem with it. But if they're just sort of generic bad guys, I don't really mind that, that much.
1: Hmm. If well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think they would make, be- at least on the in the get go, there's sort of be a transitional villain, so it's a, trend. The, the, yeah. a threat to push the, the movie forward.
0: Yeah, um, did you think the rocket would steal those batteries? Is that for his character?
1: Yeah, I, I reckon he would have stolen. You know, he likes stealing things. He likes, <laughs> he like, you know, he's he really he, I wouldn't rely on him definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's uh, yeah, I I reckon he would steal the batteries.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seemed like a little. It seemed, obviously, it's a really stupid thing to do, but he's not exactly the most intelligent character out there. So I guess it makes sense. But, yeah, he's
1: um. Def- he's definitely motivated by other things. It's, it's not always so motivated, but motivated by common sense. Right.
0: <laughs> um, so the next we get to meet Ego and uh, Peter's father and. What did you think of Kurt Russell in the role? What do you think of sort of the setup of that? And also his sort of setup where they have the, uh, the CG, whatever, young Kurt Russell sequence.
1: Oh, yeah, I was about to mention that. <laughs> it wasn't very convincing, was it? No. It looked like, it looked like his face was a bit swollen. And
0: <laughs> I don't know, I don't like this. I don't like it because I, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, I don't think anybody cares if you have like a young actor.
1: Yeah. They could have Nobody cares. And it wouldn't have been that hard to find a, uh, a Kurt Russell lookalike. I'm yeah. sure there's people walking around, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, trying to look like what he did in the eighties. And...
0: Yeah. I bet he has a grandkid or somebody, you know, that's about that age that would look, you know, close enough.
1: Yeah, and considering it's only five, not even five minutes worth of the movie, it, it wouldn't matter too much. It's like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Plus, it freaks me out because there's this movie called The Congress. It's not a great movie. I'd say it's just okay. But <laughs> it's all about how Robin Wright becomes this uh, uh, this sort of aging actress who nobody's hiring her for roles. And so she hires off her likeness to be played by a computer... <laughs> Generated character. Oh, really? It's pretty. And you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting closer every day. <laughs> <laughs> the Congress is very scary. Uh, anyway, okay. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think of Kurt Russell though, in general, in the role? Do you
1: think it's good? Kurt Russell, I reckon he was all right. Um, he did. It's definitely okay. no big little uh, big trouble in Little China or thing or anything like that. But yeah, it's it's enjoyable. He was, you know charismatic in the Kurt Russell kind of sense and Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like maybe there could have been a bit more to him it was sort of at least at least a bit more wow factor to the character itself I mean considering it's a it's a living planet
0: yeah yeah I mean somebody you do kind of feel like wow should this be somebody with a little more gravitas but it you know somebody like i can't think of a better example but someone like a uh like a jeremy irons or somebody like that seems sort of like celestial you know like whatever uh but it does feel like someone like peter i mean it's in in that way i think yeah. it kind of makes sense they sort of feel like they're they're the same
1: yeah and i guess he's meant to sort of be a deadbeat dad in a way mm-hmm. you know he left and he had you not know, got the best intentions so, sort of someone, you know, he's not prim, you know, sort of um, prim and proper, or um, he's a bit rough around the edges, it probably works.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, we'll talk more about some of the things I didn't like uh, in a second, but, uh, but for this setup at least, and I was okay with his casting, I didn't have, Marvel usually has spot on casting. They rarely yeah. really really get that wrong. But... The, so half the group goes with Ego, and half end up with Yondu. And did you like this, dividing up the team like that?
1: Yeah, I've been it. It's sort of, um, you always know they're to come back together in the end. So I guess it's a good way of telling two stories at once, um, especially if, um, I guess, if you need... If they, if they if you need some padding that's that sure if you need to if you can't tell a story where well, they're all together
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: good way of um having it work
0: This to me was the biggest mistake they made. <laughs> I really didn't Uh, like uh, it (laughs) because, I mean, I respect your opinion, but for me, this was a huge mistake on so many levels because not only did it divide the group into two sections that you're having to keep track of both of these storylines, it gets kind of convoluted that they're all kind of when they all meet up when they do and all this is happening at the same time, but it created a lot of problems I think with the narrative because in the original film, the thing that makes it so charming and the reason why I like it is because you have this group that uh, so like for instance, if you have this group of how, you know, six people or whatever, and then you might have, you might have one rocket joke and then you might have a Gamora thing and you might have a, you might have a Drax thing, but the problem is, is when you split it and there's only three and three, then you end up having Drax joke, Drax joke, Drax joke, Drax joke, Drax joke, Drax joke. And then we leave them for a long time or Drax emotional moment, you know? And so, cause you just don't have that many, as many people to focus on. And so you don't get that randomness and that kind of, I don't know. It's, it's more, just, it's kind more of, focused
1: on one thing when it could yeah,
0: be and, more of a mixing pot. And, yeah. And so like, I found myself getting, not being as charmed and getting a little bit more tired of some of these characters, they became more sticky to me because I was seeing more of them. Like it didn't have that mixture, you know? And so it was like, Oh my gosh, we've gotten the same Drax taking everything literally joke like three times in a row in one scene, you know? And so, whereas if you had all of them there, that wouldn't happen. And so, or, you know, you get that Groot joke that is like him getting stuff that's, so many things, you know, and if there were so many characters there, you would have it be a mixture. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, same thing with emotion, you know, you end up with Peter having one emotional scene after another emotional scene after another emotional scene, where if they were all together, it would be a mixture of characters having an emotional scenes. And so I think it really hurt the storytelling. I think it hurt the characters. I think it, it hurt the humor. I don't know. It just really hurt the movie. In my opinion, uh, that they decided to split up the team, I think that was a horrible choice.
1: <laughs> fair enough.
0: <laughs> so that's my my biggest problem with the movie uh, is that they decided to do that. But you know, that's just me. So anyway, we'll be on. <laughs> so the um, we get this backstory with Yondu and Starhawk. Starhawk played by Sylvester Stallone and these other ravages and the, ravagers. And there's like this code of the ravagers that we find out the Yondu has broken and something like this. And, and, and then there was this whole like mutiny. And did you understand that? Did you get it? Did you like it? What, what did you think of all that?
1: I didn't mind it. Cause it did have a payoff in the end with the whole the Yondu story. And um, yeah. so I think it worked. When they first introduced um, Sylvester Stallone's character Starbuck mm-hmm. in classic uh, Stallone Star, I couldn't figure out what he was saying to start with. I couldn't either, only...
0: so I was a little bit confused of why Taserface and all of them were mad at Yondu. Like, what? What did he do?
1: So it was, um, so he broke the code, which I think was sort of child, um, sort of uh, child trafficking. It sound like. So when he, he the Yondu to Peter and sort of um, took advantage of his, um, took advantage of him in terms of like pillaging and sort of doing the, doing the ravager stuff. So I'm assuming it sounds like you don't drag children into it.
0: But why wouldn't, why would this have come up just now? I mean, Peter's an old person.
1: But I think it was just a matter of they happened to run into each other and then it sort of brought up.
0: Oh, um, the news was like
1: brought up? Yeah, it, you know, it, it shook things up by seeing each other when they ran into each other on that planet.
0: Because I assumed this group of Ravagers uh, that had been with Yondu even when Peter was there. So wouldn't yeah. they
1: no. I guess it's one of those things where you just gotta suspend your disbelief a bit. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you know, otherwise you, then you get, you get, you write yourself into all these issues there. Well, well, but then you, what, well, but this guy thinks this and this guy thinks that because of that and that and that. And that.
0: <laughs> I was just a little bit confused about kind of the dynamics of the Ravagers, but anyway, I mean, they were kind of fun, I guess, like, uh, it created a, a taser face, was kind of,
1: kind of the whole taser face thing. yes it's a, it's almost like taking like comics in the '90s when they had characters that just covered in spikes and they had names like Taser Face and yeah. <laughs> things like that. And there's the whole ridiculousness of it it's taking the and yeah. especially now when you once you out, out of that period where you can sort of look backwards and sort of say, wow, that was really dumb and it's sort of like the whole it's a you know it's like the what you a 14 year old would call a character. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of these names sort of feel a little bit like that, you know, like Starhawk and and uh and uh <laughs> Star Lord and stuff like that. But um even Rocket is a little bit kind of pulpy in that feel. Yeah. Uh, so and
1: I guess a lot. A lot of those characters were created like in the '70s, where that pulpiness sort of was very much in vogue.
0: Yeah. So did you like? I I think that the joke with Gro with with Groot getting all the stuff went on a little bit too long, but there were definitely some funny moments in that. Ah, uh,
1: there was some hilarious, moments, Especially with was it the thumb of the the toe. You <laughs> brought that in. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, it did. Really it did. It did go on a little too long. They could have cut one or two of those things out. Like
0: the desk. I think they could have took took out the desk.
1: I, I do not like the desk. <laughs> like the, it's desk. A, the, the absurdity of it, where it would it was creating all that noise. <laughs> and it's like, why wouldn't they have woken anyone up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't mind that. <laughs>
0: Um. So let's see here. Okay, and you do get to know a little bit more about Yondu in that scene, and him and Rocket bond, which is nice to see.
1: And- yeah, definitely. Yeah, y- is very much Yondu was, was very much a, a two dimensional character and no, a very undeveloped character in the first one. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that they add more to him, especially since he was. he's quite a good performance by Michael Rooker. Yeah. Yeah
0: which I guess he's on The Walking Dead or something. I've I i, I I've only ever seen him in these films, and I thought he did a good job. His character, I think, was the best character as far as a you really got a solid arc out of his character. Oh, definitely,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a shame to see that he won't be in the next one. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did you think of Gamora and Nebula storyline in this?
1: Yeah, I think it it needed to be, they needed to have that in there because they had hinted in the first one, but it didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It was a sort of, oh, I'm angry at you and you're angry at me kind of thing. But there was no real explanation as to why. This one was, it sort of, even though they're not really sisters, it sort of gave the sister dynamic um which I reckon sort of worked. And there was uh, a sort of did bond over this sort of mutual head of Thanos.
0: Well, it was weird. Like they would go from working together to I'm going to kill you to working together. I'm going to kill you. But I, I was disappointed in Nebula in this because I actually liked her in the first movie and a lot of people didn't like her in the first movie, but I thought that she was kind of a wounded character. She was sort of interesting compared to Ronan, who was just very like, I'm, you know, I'm a one note kind of bad guy. And yeah. I thought that she had a little bit more just to her. And, and so I was thinking, oh, this would be great. They're going to be using more of her and we'll get to know more of her. But I was disappointed because my faith in her was not proven correct, I don't think. She was very over the top, I thought. Very, like, very sort of overcooked, somebody might say, like with the villainy. Like, uh, you, you were always getting your way, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs>
1: Well, I they sometimes if you've been, she might be, she's probably been streaming on that for years, so I guess <laughs> once you actually get the outlet to actually get the outlet, you probably do act a bit dramatic.
0: I guess. But you know, sometimes in these like, in these type of movies, you know, you've got the villain who's like, uh, I don't know, just trying too hard to sort of be like this evil, d- devilish kind of
1: uh, character. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, Sometimes it does come up. A bit strong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get you. It's
0: the last thing I do, you know.
1: Like, oh. Especially if there's yeah, especially if there's a, a weak motivation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess she was mad at Gamora because Gamora, like Thanos would set up these competitions for them and if for everyone that she lost, then she would uh have something done to her. Like yeah so
1: they, they, they put something you know some bit of metal on her or mm-hmm. some kind of augmentation yeah
0: which is weird because in the in the first movie she seemed completely loyal to Thanos to me I didn't get any sense of her being angry angry at him or being you know I, didn't you, oh, did you feel got, that way I got a
1: little, I got a little bit of that okay. it was probably more of a, a necessary Evil, I'm pretty sure in the first one she mentioned something to, um, Ronan about, uh, if, if I could get away from saying also I would kind of thing and, um, and I would, you know, uh, destroy him.
0: Okay. I guess I forgot. Memory.
1: That.
0: Okay. Well, you know, it's just interesting because she's so mad at her about this, you know, letting the blood boil. Uh, but I mean, of course, Gamora's gonna try to win, because if she loses, she's gonna have all that horrible stuff done to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny, but I, got, I thought that that was a miss. I thought their plot line was a miss, and unfortunately, it's really the only, aside from a couple scenes of Gamora dancing it's with Peter, it's really the only thing we get from her in this movie. So yeah. She wasn't as well used as some of the other characters.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe for some reason they find it difficult with Gamora. Like even in the comics, she doesn't get used very often. Um, and it's uh, it's very much about sort of the anger. Often is uh, what they use in terms of storylines. Hmm. hmm.
0: Interesting. So okay, so we get some more of Gamora and Peter's romance. Did that work for you at all with the dancing and the whatever?
1: Yeah, I didn't mind it. It's sort of, it, they seem to be using the whole three movies to sort of really sort of uh, create this uh, sort of romance, build this romance up. It's not like where most Hollywood movies where you get the girl, it's definitely not that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit more organic. It seems to be like, like a lot of real life romance where it, um, it's not like a flick of a switch where, oh, my God, okay, it's time to be romantic now, uh, mm. you know. I've decided that I'm going to be with the guy. I'm going to be the girl. It's often in these friendship groups where you know these people for you might know these people for two years before it's uh, something clicks.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely a little bit of I think a Han and Leia situation going oh, yeah. on. You know, where they in those movies where Han and Leia were kind of back and forth, back and forth, mm. make each other you know miserable yeah. and everything like that. So oh, definitely,
1: yeah, very Han and Leia.
0: And that's a high bar to compare to, but I think that's the direction they were going. <laughs> so, all yeah. right. Uh, so we find out that ego is a celestial. Is this something that's part of the Marvel, you know, celestials? Is that something you're familiar with?
1: Yeah. So there's something that like, again, a lot of the Marvel space stuff until recently was just used on the very occasion. So they seem to be very much like the space gods kind of deal. um, I is it similar to, at
0: all to the, what's it, Doramo or whatever it is in Doctor Strange? It's on that planet?
1: No, it's Domamu. Yeah. Probably not, no. It's more of like the, they sort of these, uh I think the idea was that they sort of created parts of the universe, um, or these up populated planets where they had seeds They go to a planet, they let the seed go and so sort of the planet would flourish and create life. And things like that. Um, mm. I think in the most popular, the most well-known one, I uh, could be wrong, so don't quote me on mm. this. It would be, um, Galactus out of the Fantastic Four. Mm. Although his, his has been subverted where his is more about taking the planets and, uh, for his, uh, his constant hunger. But, um, I'd have to look that up just to make sure that he actually okay. is a celestial because I believe he might not be.
0: Well, his plan I thought was really confusing because so he he wants to uh, to cover the whole galaxy with his plants. Are these plants gonna then create life? Because if he's just going through his own progeny like nothing else, like well, he just I guess he he's immortal, but it would just be him. He'd just be all alone covering every planet in the whole galaxy.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, he wanted to create a network of essentially himself. Um, to be honest, yeah, I like a lot of villains, I don't think they think of the consequences. <laughs> it's just like, this is what I want, this is what I want. I want this.
0: Take over the I'm whole gonna, universe,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take over the whole universe, and no one can stop me. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: a little, a little much, but okay. Yeah, that's funny. And were you suspicious of him early on, or did, did you, did it surprise you?
1: Um, Well, I knew that ego was a a villain. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what his um, goal was going to be. Um. But yeah, because he, he he was originally a Thor villain of all, all all people. Um. Yeah, so I was, I knew that he was a villain, but I didn't know what he was going to do. I, like, I, like again, he's one of those characters that, because he's a living planet, there's only so much you can do with him. Okay. Um, so he doesn't get used very often. So okay. yeah.
0: I, I knew, I, I felt like very early on that he was going to be a villain. And I'm just so tired of the villain reveal. I'm so tired of it. I just want regular villains that are just bad guys and that, you know, I I just, I'm just tired of it. Like I've seen, I feel like I have seen 10,000 movies in the last couple of years that, you know, whether you're talking frozen and big hero six and, and uh, I mean, Disney does it all the time. And, you know, it's just like, just be a villain, you know, just be like Maleficent or somebody like that, you know, that's like, or Darth Vader, or somebody like that, who's He's, that you know from attitude. the get go, yeah. <laughs> I'm t- I'm tired of it. <laughs> so that's my rant. There, no more <laughs> enough, yeah. We are okay, all uh, onto it. <laughs> we all know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, 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 maybe it's more for the ca- less for the audience' sake and more for the character's sake. <laughs> I guess. Although, I guess it carries out much in the movie, though. So.
0: But I really miss that sense of, like, a true menacing villain that's, like, scary, and, you know, you're sort of scared of the whole film, and you're really, you know, that, like, at least, mm. I mean, I'm about to, I am I don't know, like, at least with... Most of the Batman movies, for instance, most of the Batman movies, they have a villain. There's, I don't think there's been any Batman movies where there's a villain reveal. They're just a bad guy. And.
1: Uh, the third Nolan one, there was the, that introduction. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Right. yeah. She sucked. <laughs> she wasn't good at all, in my opinion. So, anyway, I'm just tired of that. I really want, like, the X-Men movies typically just have a bad guy. I just want, that's what I want. Uh, none of this more bad guy in a suit who turns out to be, uh, turns out to be the 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 bad guy. <laughs>
1: well, it's, it's almost like the scoot, the whole Scooby Doo thing, isn't it? It's yeah, it's always someone in a rubber suit. It's always a projector because <laughs> like you
0: know, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man Two. Uh, I can't remember who the villain. Oh, Iron Man Three had the worst villain reveal of all, and. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> so anyway, that's my little rant about that. I am very tired of that and I just want traditional, traditional bad guys. Again. No,
1: there, we
0: go. there you go. So let's hope that Wonder Woman gets that right. Um, okay, so did you like Mantis and Drax? It's
1: an interesting combination, um, <laughs> especially since it was one in one direction was mostly hurling insults to start with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you, but I guess funny? Make, Did you like it or?
1: Uh, it got a bit tiresome after a yeah. while. It was funny the once or twice.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, um, Mantis was probably a bit underused or undercooked. She mm. didn't really, she could have she done more if she could yeah. have been a bit more fully fleshed out.
0: We could take some of that overcooked from Nebula. <laughs> no yeah, I agree. I agree. And for him being Drax the Destroyer, he really, after that initial monster, he really didn't destroy anything. He was just comic no. relief the whole movie. I mean, he was in almost no battles. Yeah. But yeah, apart
1: from that first one where I guess – Jumping into that once so it was his sort of big battle scene for the, but I guess if that's like in the first 10 minutes of the movie, then you might as well just, uh, mm-hmm. you can go on holidays now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so okay. So family is a theme of the movie. Peter's love for his mother, Gamora and Nebula as sisters, Yandu and Peter, etc. Did you like that? That theme?
1: I mean, it works. I wouldn't want to do it every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, just sort of having to reveal of the father and then sort of having that sort of, because he was obviously, he, he didn't have his pa- like he, he never knew his father. So it sort of worked in that sense for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it There wasn't a lot of bonding. I think it could have done a bit more bonding. So when you become like you reveal as a bad guy, it was more shocking because it was just, Okay, well you have suspicion. Well no, no, I don't think that's right. Um kind of deal. So it could have done me better than, it, but it could have been done much worse. I
0: felt like Vin Diesel was in there being like, make it about family. Make it cause <laughs> you know, cause all the past serious movies. Oh, with yeah. family, family.
1: It's a, the family, the family, <laughs> the family. A friend of mine actually counted how many times in each movie it said. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think the one we had to find Paul Walker one. It said the most.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm sure that one did. I... Which, which makes the most sense. <laughs> did you like uh, this is off topic? Did you like that this last Fast and Furious movie?
1: I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I think the last yeah I saw. Yeah, the last one I seen was
0: eight. Okay, well I won't. I won't give you my opinion because I'll let you enjoy it. Um, okay, so. Yeah, I, I thought it was, was okay. I thought there were some moments with heart that I did really like. I thought that that Yandu, one of the the sort of themes that I really respond to in media is sort of themes of adoption, themes of like you're I, as a single woman, like I do feel like I have an obligation to help it to help kind of co-parent or to help be a good example to children in my life, whether they're necessarily my children. And so it's a, a theme that I respond to this idea of sort of parenting the children that are in your life. And so I like uh, that you saw with that. It's not only sort of family. That's the, I'm married to you. You know, we're blood relatives. It's not just a blood thing. It's a, yeah, it's more than that, which was nice.
1: Yeah, in a way, he was essentially adopted father. Yeah. Which, uh, and yet you sort of don't realize that in the first movie, but when it sort of – he has all these character moments and it sort of – when you sort of compare the two, the, the, the biological father with him, you, you can tell that even though he's made some mistakes, he's probably the better father.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that did quite make sense to me is it seemed like there were moments where – in the first movie where he comes awfully close to killing Peter. And if he really felt the way that he felt, yeah. um, you know, you kind of wonder.
1: <laughs> I know maybe just the, the, the regular lifestyle. I guess
0: so. He's trying to toughen up his son, huh? I guess. Yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. well, that's right. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah, I guess you have any other thoughts about Yandu uh, as the sort of, he ends up dying in this uh, movie. Was that movie yeah. for you? Did you think that was good? Yeah, well, I didn't
1: expect him to. I thought, you know, he was enough of a mainstay that he'd go into the third movie and be yeah. a regular. Um, I liked that they actually, you know, they gave him more of a char- more character, more time, and these, and he, these, I like the bit at the end where his funeral, was such, where all the Avengers came out. I thought that was a a nice moment.
0: Yeah, because they really haven't had anybody die in Marvel except for in the MCU. Except for they had Agent Colson and the Avengers.
1: Yep.
0: that was probably the biggest person that died. And then they had a um crap. Now I just forgot it. Had it? Oh, Quicksilver.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and, and I don't feel like he was uh, developed enough to sort of really be moving.
0: Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's no one else I'm missing, right?
1: I can't think of anyone on no, my head.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Um, let's see here. So there are three, we already talked about this a little bit, where there are three antagonists, layers of antagonists, in this movie. You have Aisha and the Sovereigns, uh, Ego and the Ravagers, and Ego and then the Ravagers. Ravagers. Uh, I don't know. Did, so you like that pretty well, having those layers? Uh,
1: yeah, I wouldn't want to add any more layers to it. No, definitely no more. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not no onion. um yeah it it, it worked better than say spider-man 3 where that was just uh where they had like multiple villains and they just end up being like a bit of a toilet um this one because they didn't i guess they they interacted with each other to a degree it it didn't it sort of worked for me yeah but you wouldn't want to add any more
0: <laughs> Definitely, no more. I could have done without Aisha and them. They could have just been a little bit at the beginning, and then you never like see them again. But um, other than that, I was fine. They were fine. So, what did you think of the action? Was it exciting? And particularly, I I, have, I think the highlight for me, at least, of the action was that scene with uh, I don't know what it's called, but that arrow thing the Yandu has. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, arrow. I don't think it has a name
0: and he takes out the whole ship with that. That was pretty cool. I thought that was Oh, great. I did that. And good.
1: Yeah, that was really well done. It was uh and it didn't get boring either cuz they just tried they showed it in different angles and mm-hmm. different ways. It yeah, it wasn't like it, it was well choreographed. It wasn't like um, some Hollywood movie's where It's like a Michael Bay, if Michael Bay had directed it, it would have been Quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Shaky cam, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. No Ari gonna work well for me.
0: That's true. Yeah, that is very true, and way more CGI looking, not yes. this tactile feeling.
1: There would be more explosions too. yes. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Yes, Michael Bay. Um. Okay, and. I'm trying to think of. I thought of one. So uh, we have the... What did you think of the humor? Because, again, I thought it was seriously hurt by the fact they split up the group. That really hurt the humor. And I also thought it was kind of raunchy to me. Like, I don't know. I I guess, I mean, they're whatever. They should be able to make whatever movies they want to make. And it has a PG-13 rating. But... I guess I don't, maybe I'm just a prude, but to me, I, I thought it was unnecessary, and I just I didn't like it personally. It's just my personal taste, but I didn't like them having a joke about masturbation. I didn't like them having a joke about uh, him being engorged. I didn't like having a joke about uh, the uh, you know other anatomy. I I don't know. I just uh, I thought they, they crossed a lot of lines, and. You know, I'm talking about being with all these, you know, women and, and I don't know. I didn't like it.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I I reckon some of the jokes did uh, land better than others. Um, I didn't mind the one where you asked if you had opinions. I thought it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, maybe that's just my kind of humor. I don't know. Yeah. It's just sort of, it's like the kind of inappropriate question you're not meant to ask. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it fit his character and all, but I don't know. I just, I guess for me, I I just get frustrated because I feel like kids used to be able to go to superhero movies. They superhero movies used to be for kids, and now even in Power Rangers. Like I liked the Power Rangers movie actually pretty well, but you couldn't take a kid to that. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. I mean, there is, there is masturbation joke in there. There's a lot of, you know, crude humor. There's violence, pretty strong violence. What happens with, uh, with the bad, I can't think of her name, the Rita Repulsa is pretty violent. And so pretty scary, you know, for little kids. And so I don't know, it just bums me out because I just feel like, Boy, you know, kids. You've got Batman killing. You know, you have got Superman dying. You've got just everything. <laughs> like kids used to be able to go to Superman movies and Batman movies, and they used to be able to be able to have superheroes. And now, uh, it's just I don't know. It's just tough. I, if I was a parent, I would have a hard time with yeah. you know, these choices.
1: Definitely. Anyway. Lucky there's like big hero six and like Lego Batman. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I guess Lego Batman did well enough that they'll they'll do they'll there's probably going to be more animated uh, superhero movies down the line, hopefully.
0: Yeah, probably, but it didn't do as well as pe- they thought it would do. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was quite a bit lower than the original Lego movie, which was surprising right. to me. Uh, with it being Batman, I thought it would do better, but it I mean it did well, but it didn't do great. What they were yeah, saying.
1: maybe not expectations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, anyway, it be interesting to see how Lego Ninjago does. But it, I just, I don't know. Like, I love movies like The Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think a superhero movie has to be mature, con- have mature content. I think you make a good superhero movie that the whole family can go to.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's, I think it's a studio thing where for some reason I feel like, um, Superheroes have to be grim and gritty and dark and violent. It sort of, it becomes a, and often it doesn't work well. It, it, it can come off like, um, grim and gritty in the juvenile sense. Yeah. Where it's, it's grim and gritty for the sake of grim and gritty. But. Hopefully, it's not. You know, it should be certain certain characters. It works fine. Certain characters. It shouldn't be touch of a painful pop.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's very very true. So anyway, but I did find there were many funny jokes, and I did laugh quite a bit. Especially Baby Groot. Anything with him made me laugh. I thought he was so good. So I, I'm not wanting you to think I didn't laugh because <laughs> I did. I did laugh. Um, oh yeah, there's <laughs>
1: plenty here. Yeah, plenty of good jokes in here. Yeah.
0: There really, there was. And uh, I thought that, uh, I, I did think that Drax had some fun jokes. I I thought that even Star-Lord, I thought, I mean, I just thought they all had some fun jokes. Rocket had some fun jokes. So I, I liked the joke when he, when uh, it was a nice callback when he wants them to get the eye, you know, from the first time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so what did you think of the soundtrack that's a a huge part of the first one what do you think of this one
1: yeah i didn't enjoy it as much as the first one i feel like the first one had a lot of warmth a lot more a lot more recognizable songs for my for me yeah um because the, the, the the 70s is not my era by any means um Although the inclusion of electric light all the show, I quite enjoyed that. Mr. Blue Sky at the start, I really enjoyed that. It put a smile on my face. But the references to the other songs, especially that one um, that he was talking to his father about, because I have no connection with that song, it didn't work for me. Oh, the brandy. It didn't work for Um, other people yet. Yeah.
0: It was a little on the nose. And, you know, when you have... It's kind of annoying in a movie when you have a song that, like, say somebody's climbing a mountain and you have somebody, a song that's saying, except for Sound and Music, that's the only time you can do it. But other than that, like, if you don't want to have a song singing about climbing a mountain when they're climbing a mountain, that's just too on the nose. Like, it's too, it just becomes kind of annoying. And so... Some of them were a little on the nose, and I thought the Brandy song was a little on the nose, even though I like that song. You know, it's like, it, it it literally spells out everything that happens in their life, you know? It's a little, yeah,
1: it's a it much. might have
0: been more interesting to pick a song that maybe was a little bit more, um, they would dig a little bit deeper to find that meaning, a little bit more, uh, and And really, in the first movie, aside from him enjoying, I don't think he actually talked about any of the songs. The songs were just there to enjoy, and him listening yeah. to it. You saw him listen, but you never he, it wasn't like he was commenting on the songs.
1: No, it wasn't like yeah the first one in the way is talking about the the volume one and how much a fan he was. And-
0: yeah and well, here you got the return of the Zune that was very exciting.
1: Yeah, I thought <laughs> I'd see those again.
0: Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> uh, like I, sorry,
1: Sorry, and the fact that he been so excited about three hundred songs. <laughs> yeah, songs <laughs> uh,
0: Did you have a Zoom at all back in the no, day? No,
1: they didn't really come to Australia. Okay, I, you, you could you could buy them, but everyone was more into the uh, the iPod, uh, iPods and and the the Creative Zens.
0: <laughs> I didn't have a, a a Zune, but my dad, I think, did. Or somebody in my house did. And they they thought they were really cool.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's back when, I mean, because they were a lot smaller. Uh, because the, the iPads, I mean, the iPods, were pretty thick back then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, guess they're yeah. similar
0: size to a Walkman, so it makes sense. But, but uh, anyway, the Zunes were a little bit smaller. And they could hold all these songs. And so it was very exciting. But... <laughs> I mean, I'm amazed he could find a place to, like, charge that thing. Like, that's going to be the challenge. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that USB ports in specs.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know if Zoom used USB. I think it's, like, I don't even think it was that sophisticated. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, But anyway, so... Yeah, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. I actually have it downloaded, but and I like the Fleetwood Mac song a lot. I thought that really worked, uh, but it wasn't as good. It just wasn't as the first one. So let's talk about the other aspects. So you got the world building and special effects, and oh, I remember – go back. So one thing I did want to talk about, which I thought was kind of interesting, is that, you know – Marvel fans, well, just a lot of fans in general, really complain about the DC movies and all of the carnage that you see in those movies. And yep. in Man of Steel, when they're taking down all, and and I'm one of them. I thought it was so long and so excessive that they have they destroy all of Smallville practically, and then they they just take down like huge chunks of Metropolis, and it just becomes sort of all oh, to me. And yes. so I've been those ones, but here you have like this green, this blue goo stuff, like taking down whole cities. Like there's just swallowing buildings. And so I'm wondering, is that a little bit hypocritical of Marvel fans to just be like, Oh, it's a happy, fun movie when literally like millions of people died.
1: Well, I don't know. I guess it it doesn't become the whole basis of the movie where in Man of Steel the destruction became so much part of the movie um it was also almost in a way for some people um one of the reasons to go see it you know people you, you go oh whoa, look at this building explode. You know, it's like going to a Michael Bay movie um <laughs> But this one, it was like you know, it's only a couple seconds of footage, really. Yeah. If you go, look I mean, back. I
0: agree with you. I was just curious because it's was like, am I giving them a pass because they do, and certainly X Men Apocalypse. I mean, that's not the same Marvel, but you know, whole cities are just like crampled to the ground, and uh, and and same thing here in that you just see whole buildings just swallowed up. And I like it, like <laughs> they the you've got this mass destruction and there's people out there like taking selfies. away!
1: I guess that's a comment on, on society. Really? The people yeah. Too busy to run away and they want to be self-obsessed with this. So I need to be with the blue goop. yeah it's like when you go it's like when you go overseas and you you're at the the Eiffel tower or something and everyone's taking selfies at the apple tower as opposed to just looking at it
0: right yeah i mean i guess i you're right like it just it becomes a question of sort of the amount that you use it and the sort of the tone uh, that you're able to create Mm -hmm. in the film and it doesn't have anything to do with The DC movies being dark. That's what people always say. Because darkness... You can have an incredibly hopeful movie that is dark. Uh, Oh, yeah. Like, in my opinion, Nightmare Before Christmas is actually a very hopeful movie. Or a lot of the early Tim Burton... Even though I know he didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. But a lot of the early Burton stuff, like Edward Scissorhands, is dark. But it's also very hopeful. And there's a hopeful tone to it. So they're not necessarily... Uh, it's not necessarily saying that you have to make everything happy and joyful and whatever. It's saying that you have to control your tone.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. You got to control the tone and you've got to, it's all about yeah, how you implement it as well. Yeah. And the I guess it's the, almost the consequences of it too.
0: Yeah. And I think this does control tone really well, just like all the Marvel Marvel movies do. They do a great job with that. They know how to do it. So, all right. Uh, Let's just hope. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, please.
1: Well, so far, it sounds like, um, it's been pretty positive so far from early reviews, early screenings.
0: I want it to be good so bad. I really, really do. Uh, so anyway, um, so this, did you like the world building of the celestial planet of some other stuff, the special effects? Uh, What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like the world building. I mean, it made the whole Guardians of the Galaxy sort of section of the Marvel universe much larger. I feel like you know it it could be one of those things where it's relegated to a corner and you end up going to the same places over and over again. But you know, they're they're jumping to different planets, they're seeing different alien races, introducing new characters, it's getting larger, it's creating its own corner, but without it being sort of unknown. Without being how can I describe yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, it's own point. But yeah.
0: It wasn't as visually amazing as Doctor Strange.
1: No, but I guess it's a Doctor Strange is very psychedelic in that sense.
0: hmm But I really enjoyed it. I thought the cinematography was really good. I thought all of the like I personally didn't see like a lot of green screen or it looking kind of like, it felt real, and certainly all of the CGI with Rocket and Groot and some of the other characters looked great. They looked Oh, yeah, definitely, real. yeah.
1: You you're, you're, you almost forget that they are <laughs> yeah. the CG, yeah. And yeah. they, they interact with the characters so naturally, too.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, and I liked all of the voice work, and it's kind of hilarious to hear uh, – that, you know, they still had Vin... That's got to be the easiest paycheck Vin Diesel ever cashes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <yeah. laughs> but I guess he does the foreign uh, dubs or whatever. Yeah. And I'd love to hear those, him doing uh <laughs> What is it, like, so Soy Groot or whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <be> great. In other <laughs> things... Uh, uh, but here it was even more because I guess they sped him up so he could be Baby Groot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That was really cute. But Rocket, um, I thought, was good. I thought Chris, not Chris Cooper, Bradley Cooper did a good job. And oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. He he's, he's, he's very much owns that character you now. Yeah.
0: So uh, let's see here. Yeah, well, that's I mean, actually. Oh, sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, I just uh one more thing on the IM group. Mm-hmm. I just looked up on IMDB. Apparently, he only says IM group 13 times in this movie. So, Yay. yeah, it's very a very easy paycheck. <laughs> I guess he does do some motion capture stuff involved with groups, so he's doing the actions as well to a degree. With so, the baby uh, group, too? I'm not sure. I know in the first one he definitely did. But
0: yeah, I, I know in the first.
1: Maybe I have to look that up. Yeah, that
0: would be interesting to know. Yeah, but hey, hey, he get, gets it done, I guess. Uh, that must be the kind of thing that just drives professional voice actors crazy, you know, when it's like, this is my living, this is my craft. I worked my whole life to, you know, perfect this and craft this. And and uh, you get Vin Diesel saying, I am Groot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to say it in different ways. So yeah. I wonder how many takes you have to do for that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I wonder if it's like that joke in the Simpsons with the, the, the radioactive man, um, movie in Millhouse has to say Jimmy Gillick is for four hours. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's right. Well, so I would say all, all in all the positives of this movie for me, I, I'm sorry if I came off as too negative. Cause I do have positives, mm-hmm. but I, I did think that it was funny. I really liked baby Groot. I thought it looked really nice. I thought it was, Overall, it was entertaining, but oh, yeah. it was just a big step down for me from the first one. The first one for me, I would give an A, maybe even it's one of my favorite comic book movies. So I would even flirt with maybe giving it an A plus. I love it. I think it is so entertaining and so funny and so such a great space opera and refreshing, something different from the from the Marvel Universe. And so I love it. And so for me to give this one a C plus. Is a big step down, but C plus is technically, technically fresh. It's like, it's like the difference between me giving it a nine out of 10 or 9.5 out of 10 and a six out of 10. Yeah. You know, so it's not a failure. It's not like I'm giving it a three or two or whatever, but I, I, when I really thought about it, I think that it would be in my bottom three Marvel movies. I think that I, that I would put, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, and Incredible the Incredible Hulk and then so this would be my fourth least favorite Marvel movie.
1: Oh really? Uh,
0: yeah, I I think that Thor the Dark World is a better movie. I think particularly because of Loki and his sort of experience in that movie and what he has to go through with his father and his you know and then the loss of uh, and Thor's loss of his mother and I think there's more emotion in that movie and I think those two actors are so good and it's such a it's a good story that I think makes up for its flaws (laughs) so my opinion uh, and I certainly like Ant-Man and Doctor Strange much better than this uh so I think that all the Captain America movies are better than this uh so yeah that's where I would put it I would put it pretty low but I like all I would give all of the Marvel movies I would give I think, I don't think they've made a horrible movie yet. Like, no, definitely not, no. Yeah. <laughs> like a there's Batman some, and yeah, Robin or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's no absolute stinkers. There's ones that you definitely enjoy more than others, and some that it's yeah. not your jam, but there's no stinkers in the, the lot there.
0: Yeah. So I guess this one is just, like you're saying, not, you know, not, not what I just enjoyed a little bit less. And because I enjoyed the first one so much, it is, feel, it feels like a disappointment but it's not a horrible movie it is enjoy it is enjoyable to watch and it does have humor i like the characters i like the cinematography it's it's in the action's pretty fun there are fun elements it just mm. it was a bit of a disappointment because of how much i love the first
1: oh definitely yeah so i i agree with that i'd probably give it a 7 just yeah for the similar yeah. yeah i mean there's a lot to enjoy but then yeah, it, some of it's not done as well as it could be yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're just basically very close to me. I'm six, you're seven. So together we're 6.5. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What would you give the first one, you think, out of 10? Uh, probably an 8.5. 8.5. Sounds good. So we would be like an 8.7. <laughs> 8.7. <laughs> So that's all the questions I have. That's everything for this. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in the film?
1: So, what do you think of the the closing credits and the fact that oh there yeah, yeah, five?
0: it was a it was a lot. I was okay with it, but oh, oh, we should talk for a second. There were some fun cameos in the movie. Like, oh yes, I was going to
1: mention that too. Yeah. that was
0: fun to see Howard the Duck. Uh, speaking of horrible Marvel movies, Howard the Duck is it was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah. one of the worst movies I've ever seen I watched it just because people were like you gotta see it how bad it is and it's oh my gosh it's so bad but it was no fun idea. to see him in this
1: <laughs> yeah it was good and, and seeing Cosmo again from the first one the the, yeah. the, 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 the space dog oh yeah mm.
0: that was fun I'm sure there's so many cameos
1: mm. oh, well did you, know, did you know some celebrity cameos in the, in the, in the credits as well
0: Oh, in the end credits,
1: yeah, I thought that Miley
0: Cyrus is in there. What the heck is that?
1: Well, I didn't see her. Well, maybe she was in a you know, costume or something like that. So I didn't. <laughs> when because I don't follow Miley Cyrus very often, you know. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but was no. Uh,
0: you had your eyes peeled.
1: <laughs> there was definitely the the, the the Hoff was in there. Oh Hasselhoff yeah, popped oh, up.
0: Yeah. We should. I'm glad you brought that up. That was kind of awkward, I felt like. The hot, David Hasselhoff. I felt like, cause that was a pretty poignant moment. And for them to make a joke out of it, I don't know. What did you think? Did you like that? I mean, it was funny, but it was also kind of, it seemed a little out of place. Uh, no?
1: Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, it, it. You wouldn't want to go back to that well again, though. We um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it could have one, one Hasselhoff is enough. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. But did you know, so Jeff Goldblum's character, he's going, to, he's going to be the next Thor movie, popped up as well in one of those circles?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I remember. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm I i I'm actually pretty excited for that, just because I love the director so much.
1: Oh, you definitely is, right?
0: And I loved it. Did you ever watch those uh, Those. Thor, what we're doing during Captain America during Civil War. No, you still I have haven't seen, seen it? it? No. It's so funny. Oh, I thought I'd sent them to you. You gotta see it. They're so hilarious. There's on these two shorts of what Thor is doing during Civil War. <laughs> I have heard of him, I just haven't seen him. Yeah, he's got this roommate named Daryl, and he's like really driving Daryl crazy. It's really funny. <laughs> And he's kind of upset that, like, uh, that <laughs> that Tony is calling uh, calling Bruce, but not calling him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got to see it. But uh, so I'm excited for that. I do think that the costumes look really strange, but I just believe in this director, so hope I feel yeah. like it will be good.
1: I've got high hopes for it, yeah. I feel, I feel like that could be the the best one. You never know, they could end up being the best one for the year of the superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's... I, I'm thinking, i thinking... Because I thought for sure that Gardens of the Galaxy was going to make the most money for the summer. But after this, I don't feel like this is the kind of movie that people are going to see over and over and over and over again. No. I don't. I, I mean, I feel like most of the people I know, they like it. They think it's fun. But they're not like in love with it. And I don't know, I just don't think it's the type of movie that you you're gonna go to a lot. But I think Spider Man is gonna take the summer now.
1: I think it is, yeah. I think Spider Man's gonna be the one that's gonna bring in people from all ages. Yeah. Especially since you have a young Spider Man. Yep. A very like a very young Spider Man, you're gonna bring in a lot of teenagers, you're gonna bring a lot of kids in. And it's yeah. gonna bring and being Spider Man being such a brand recognition. Such so brand recognition, it's going to bring it a lot of people in. Yeah, and, you know, and they were like it me.
0: multiple times. Plus, it's the July Fourth weekend; it's like a huge weekend uh, for a holiday and stuff like that mm. here in the states. So, anyway, so I, I, I'm like, oh, I got that wrong because I had it at third Spider-Man: Homecoming, but I'm pretty sure it'll be number one. Although I think there's a possibility if Wonder Woman is good, that could yeah. surprise everybody too. So.
1: Hope it's good. Hopefully, <laughs> anyway, I definitely right. don't think it's going to flop. I feel like it's going to, especially if it has good reviews. It's going to drag a lot, bring a lot of people in.
0: Well, I mean, none of the DC movies have flopped. Uh, they've just been admit, less admit, successful admit, than they wanted.
1: Yeah, definitely. Lowest I mean, Batman, Batman vs Superman should have made Jurassic World money. I mean, if you make them like it. It it should be the the cost, you the, the price of the Nolan Batman, like the, the third Nolan Batman plus man steel, that's what it should have made in the box office.
0: Yeah. It should have been Avengers money. It should have made one point yeah. four, uh something around there, a billion. And it didn't even crack a billion. No, I think it got so, to
1: about eight
0: hundred. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about? Or I guess the credits uh, We still haven't talked about it. We got distracted. Okay. So the post credit scenes, what we had the, uh, you had the scene with Aisha.
1: Yeah. So that's she, the one I was, that's the one I was most excited about.
0: Yeah. So she's going to be, so she's created this Adam.
1: Yeah. Character. So that's, uh, Adam Strange. He's a number one of these Marvel spacey characters, but he's, um, he comes from more of the psychedelic era of Marvel in, in the 70s where it's just sort of second generation of Marvel uh, creators, most of them much younger than Stan Lee at the time. Uh, they were a bit, I guess you could say stoner, a bit more stoner because it was the early 70s, late 60s era. Um, but the, 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 the elevator pitch for this character is like he's the, the spacey Marvel space um Jesus Christ superstar in a way. Okay. Very psychedelic. Um like through out of space kind of thing. So I'm excited to see him and see where they take him with that.
0: Oh cool. I didn't realise any of that. I just thought, oh it's like I thought it was like Adam and Eve kind of thing, like creating Adam. Oh yeah. That's what I thought of <laughs> Like not literally, but I I thought that was an allusion to Adam. Yeah.
1: Kind of. I mean, yeah, did.
0: Um, and so then we had after that. I should have written this down. Sorry. Um, you had Sylvester Stallone's character. That's um, right. Do to do, do. Let's see. What, what did he do? I can't even remember. Do you remember?
1: No, I don't think that one was particularly memorable from memory.
0: No, just does something. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, I hear they've got it on Wikipedia. So, he's, uh, he inspires, uh, reunites with, da 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 or creates a new artificial being. And, um, oh, and then, uh, and then we have, a, a Stan, the Stanley. You know, oh Ah, yes.
1: That's right.
0: As this astronaut. And, I and evidently he's, like, one of the watchers. Ah, yes,
1: so that's the one that, uh, Stanley's, uh, Jack Kirby creation with their idea, which I found it quite amusing, but a Stanley creation like that was with Stanley. So, but the whole idea that they just watch the universe and observe never, and the good part of the code is that they're never meant to, um, get involved. Although throughout the years, there's always been this one I you know, on the occasion, and it's one to be one of those things where to do it once where they did actually act in they didn't observe, they actually did something. And then it sort of they went to that well a couple of times and it sort of felt loses some um, impact. But because they are actually meant to be quite powerful in terms of um resolution. But yeah, they're essentially just meant to watch and observe and sort of uh record what's going on in the world. But uh it's nice to see Stanley uh, <laughs> of all characters, uh, you yeah, know, with Stanley. Yeah.
0: yeah, I guess they like filmed like a whole bunch of Stanley cameos, so they've got him like stockpiled.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that's it. He's, he's old. He's, he's, like, he,
0: he's, years he's
1: old. Yeah, he's getting to his mid nineties. He's he's not going to be around forever.
0: Right. Well, he was going to come to Salt Lake Comic Con, and then he ended up canceling because of health. So oh, yeah, that
1: makes
0: sense. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think shoot, I should have written. Do you remember that so we let's see we've talked about the sister Sloan one, Stan Lee one,
1: um like teenage group?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other one. That
1: was pretty understanding. I feel like in the like there's no indication in in the the first one definitely he never understood what Groot was saying, and in the second one throughout the movie there's no indication that he knows what Groot's saying at all. But in this particular scene, it it sounds like he's sort of wait he's talking to him he knows what he's talking about.
0: I mean, I guess once you like raise. I guess maybe you pick up on the language. I don't know.
1: Uh, Maybe.
0: Maybe. (laughs) But I did notice that that was pretty funny. It's like, clean up your room. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me in high school, my mom in high school. Clean up your room. (laughs) uh, I think that was all of them, right?
1: Yeah, I think that was all.
0: Yeah, so. All right. Well, thanks for joining me on this.
1: No Uh, worries. It's fun.
0: If you're if you're watching, put down what you thought of the movie, things you liked, things you didn't like, uh and where you're at on it. And uh so where where can people reach you? We'll find you.
1: Uh before I say anything, uh just reminder it's actually a free comic book. Oh, I well, guess that. in the in the US. Uh it'll be tomorrow, in Australia, you probably just missed out. Uh, <laughs> but there is actually a Guardians of the Galaxy comic that you can get for free. And it's a, it's a split comic. So in the first half, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's promoting, I guess, the brand-new series that they've launched this week. But uh, in the back, if you're a Marvel Netflix fan, there's also uh, Defenders as well. Mm. Well, so, yeah,
0: I'll put a link, and you can find – in the description section, you can find your local uh, comic book store, and uh, definitely support your local comic book stores. And Definitely. So I'm glad you mentioned that very much.
1: I'm going to be going. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, so you, you mentioned where you can find me. Um, so you can find me at howlopcomics.com. Um, um, it's also comics on Facebook and comics on uh, Twitter as well. If you want to annoy me, um, or ask me or talk to me or say that I'm wrong, say that I'm right. <laughs> you can also find me at Trevor Van at, um, on twitter awesome
0: thank you very much and uh and uh, we will uh uh hopefully uh be
1: able to get together again soon yeah definitely it was all fun thank you very yeah, much very fun